Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. This episode is a Bible study on part two of chapter nine of the book of Luke. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Feels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before I get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer, so if you would please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please open up our eyes, our ears, our minds, and our hearts to you, Lord. I pray that you give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and the wisdom to implement it in our daily lives. And Holy Spirit, please guide us, help us to see the truth, know the truth, discern the truth, and live by the truth. And I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily life. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading where we left off at verse 37. The next day, when they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met him. A man in the crowd called out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. A spirit seizes him, and he suddenly screams. It throws him into convulsions so that he foams at the mouth. It scarcely ever leaves him and is destroying him. I begged your disciples to drive it out, but they could not. Oh, unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long should I stay with you and put up with you? Bring your son here. Even while the boy was coming, the demon threw him to the ground and to a convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed at the greatness of God. While everyone was marveling at all that Jesus did, he said to his disciples, Listen carefully to what I am about to tell you. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. But they did not understand what this meant. It was hidden from them so that they did not grasp it, and they were afraid to ask him about it. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. In verse 40, the fact that Jesus' disciples couldn't get this evil spirit out show that the spirit was more strong and stubborn than they had dealt with in the past when they had cast out evil spirits and the disciples couldn't handle it. In verse 41, Jesus was frustrated that his disciples didn't have more faith and he knew that his time was coming when he was going to be sent back up to heaven. In verses 42 through 43, whenever the demon threw the boy on the ground into a convulsion when he was coming to Jesus, that was the last effort of the demon to hold on to the boy. But Jesus was not intimidated by this and he healed the boy and gave him back to his father. In verses 44 through 45, Jesus told his disciples about the betrayal that was to come from Judas and that would lead to his crucifixion. And his disciples didn't understand what this meant and they were afraid to ask him. Alright, so I'm going to continue reading at verse 46. An argument started among the disciples as to which of them would be the greatest. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, took a little child and had him stand beside him. Then he said to them, Whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For he who is least among you all, he is the greatest. 
Master, said John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him, because he is not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said, for whoever is not against you is for you. All right, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. In verses 46 through 48, the child was a representation or a reflection of Jesus Christ himself, and Jesus is a reflection of God the Father in heaven. Jesus' disciples shouldn't be worried about who's the greatest or who's going to have all of the praise of men and all of that, but they should be more focused on Jesus Christ and following him and trusting in him and having a relationship with God. And Jesus challenged his disciples to be the least. We are nothing without Jesus. And whenever we follow him, especially in the world where people hate Jesus, we're not going to be loved and praised. And a lot of people are going to hate us and persecute us. And we have to continue to stand firm in our faith and follow Jesus no matter what. And not try to be the greatest, but be content with being the least and following Jesus no matter what hardships we're going to face. In verses 49 through 50, Jesus' disciples were frustrated because there were other followers of Jesus that were able to cast out demons when sometimes the disciples couldn't even cast them out, like we saw with the demon that was in the child. In verse 50, Jesus was teaching his disciples to have a generous spirit. And there are going to be people that are going to deal with things in the wrong way, but we have to let God deal with them. We have to have a generous spirit. And if people aren't against us, then they're for us. And we have to just love and serve others and not be worried about what they're doing because God is the judge. He has all the authority and he can deal with that on his own. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 51. As the time approached for him to be taken to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem, and he sent messengers on ahead, who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him, because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they went to another village. In verse 51, the time for his crucifixion and resurrection were near. In verses 52 through 53, the Samaritan people did not welcome Jesus because he was headed to Jerusalem. And the Samaritans had these preconceived opinions against the Jews. And we saw in our Bible study from chapter 4 of the book of John, where Jesus had met with a Samaritan woman at the well. And the Samaritans and the Jews didn't associate with each other. So these Samaritans didn't want to welcome Jesus, and James and John were upset that these Samaritans would treat Jesus this way. But Jesus Christ didn't come to destroy the lives of men, but to save the world. And so they went to another village. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 57. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Alright, so those are all the verses of chapter 9 of the book of Luke, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. 
So what Jesus told the man in verse 58 was the truth. Jesus Christ didn't have a place to stay. He was always going from town to town and proclaiming the kingdom of God. In verses 59 through 60, this man wasn't actually asking for permission to go bury his father, but he wanted to stay in his father's house and take care of him until he died. And Jesus should always come first. And when Jesus calls us to follow him, we have to just follow him and put him first. And we can't try to finish what we were doing currently or do things on our own and just follow him whenever we feel like it. Jesus should always come first. And like Jesus says in verse 62, we have to leave everything and follow Jesus. We can't start to follow him and then look back and go do other things. We have to just leave everything behind and follow Jesus. And we saw that from our Bible studies in chapter 5 of the book of Luke, where Jesus called disciples and they left everything to follow Jesus. So I'm going to end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. Number one is we have to stand firm in our faith. Number two is we have to humble ourselves and follow Jesus. And number three is Jesus should always be the most important in our lives. So that concludes our Bible study on part two of chapter nine of the book of Luke. Tomorrow we're going to go into chapter 10. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye guys!